Hey, roll the drums. Windsor, Windsor, Ascot, Ascot Maidenhead, Bracknell, Wokingham, Henley, Reading. Okay, Ta-da! The voice, River Radio of the Thames Valley. everyone to this show let's do lunch i'm jenny tishi i'm your host for today this is a show all about food and nutrition and today i am joined by someone who i have been stalking if that's okay to say um on social media for some time i'm not even sure how i found her but i absolutely love what she has to say uh, kate hall is the founder of the full freezer and the author of the ebook the full freezer save time save food and save money i know i've got that the wrong way around but you know the point is it saves on all of those three fronts. Um, Kate is an absolute expert in terms of knowledge and what you can do, what you can and can't freeze, how to use up previously frozen food, saving money using your freezer. But it begs the question, how on earth did you get into this, Kate? <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Jenny, for that introduction. And um, thank you for having me. So, Oh, I fell in love with freezing um, in my early 20s when I was really ill. And my mum actually came and batch cooked for me. So I lived away from home and um, yeah, she came and filled a small kind of tabletop freezer with batch cookies. And that sparked a reliance on the freezer that I carried on through all of the various stages of life of, you know, being young and single and meeting my now husband and having our first child. Um, But when we had our second child, I carried on trying to do batch cooking the way that I'd always done it as I'd done it with my mum, which was kind of quite intense sessions. And although I, you know, I know that you can just double meals and you can just now save leftovers. I found an immense amount of satisfaction in doing those massive batch cooks where you'd be like, oh, the freezer's full and look, I don't have to cook for the next month. And isn't it amazing? Um, and I can't tell you back then how many food safety rules I was, I was breaking. I was, you know, very much in the dark on, on that side of things back then. Um, but I found that when we had our second child, I just couldn't do it. I just kept on buying the food with good, in, you know, good intentions and it would sit in the fridge and it would go off and I would go and buy convenience foods or we'd order a takeaway and more than even the waste of, of money or the waste of food at that point. Cause I was, I mean, I was unaware of the environmental impacts and I wasn't initially that concerned with the money. It did become a concern. Um, but I felt bad about myself. Mm. I felt like I was failing because I kept on trying and just not achieving what I wanted to achieve. Um, And then we got to that point where the money started to become a problem. I was on maternity leave and we were running out of the statutory maternity pay. And um, I just had this light bulb moment that it was like, hang on a minute, if I can freeze a meal, surely I can freeze all of the ingredients that go into the meal. Brilliant. Surely that that thing, and it turned out it really is. Um, so here you're talking um, about like all of the ingredients that you put into a meal, like freezing them together so that it was easy to take out and make the meal, or separately. 
So separately, because mm. for me, I'd, I'd found as well that with the batch cooking, although I think it's a fantastic, you know, it's fantastic technique and it, it's brilliant for certain stages of life, it can get a bit boring. And dependent on how big your freezer is, you know, it can be very, very repetitive. Whereas I realised that if I started to freeze individual ingredients um, and have them, and I, I refer to it as sort of my, it's my freezer stash and it's my filing cabinet of food. So I will go in and just grab whichever ingredients I want and I combine them into whatever meal we feel like eating. Then all of a sudden the door is opened up to, well, we don't have to have that thing that I made a week ago or a month ago or whatever, because actually we've got the ingredients there to be able to, to make something different, to choose you know what, what we feel inspired to eat on that particular day and that's lovely um, isn't it? it gives you that freedom of choice and if it's a particularly absolutely. hot day or if it's a particularly cold mm-hmm. day you can adjust accordingly so th- this is really fascinating to me i mean it is such freezing food is such a pertinent issue right now i know i mean i for one i i'm not, not alone in trying to reduce food waste trying to reduce mm-hmm. the money that we spend on food each week um so i guess you must be busier now than ever of offering people advice around what you can do with your freezer absolutely it's been fascinating i think especially um as the cost of living crisis has come more and more to the forefront um certainly i mean the amount of press interest and and you know sort of the brands reaching out and everything and, and organizations as well like i started to do corporate talks um and you know organizations wanting me to come and speak to their employees as well because i think everybody is feeling that pinch you know and even if people have been very comfortable for a very long time they're seeing these prices rise and it's unnerving it's really unnerving and once you realize that actually you know food is one of the places where we have a lot of control and although you know obviously there are fantastic ways that you can reduce your food waste by meal planning or batch cooking or you know making sure you check your cupboards before you go out and all of that and keep into your shopping list it's like they're brilliant things to do but they can feel very um grown up or very <laughs> love that you know it's i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say dull but you know unless you are a passionate meal planner a lot of people I know feel like, oh, God, I just can't, you know, I can't decide on a Sunday mm. what I'm going to eat on a Thursday. So the full freezer approach gives people that flexibility that, you know, they can buy the ingredients that they like. And if they manage to cook with them fresh, that's great. But they can freeze those leftover ingredients or if they know they're not going to get to them, they can freeze the ingredients and make a different meal when they've got the time, when they've got the inclination. Um, And upon, you know, by doing that, all of a sudden, all of that food that was going into the bin Mm. is just having a pause button pressed on it. It's just, it's in the freezer and when they want it, they've got it. Um, And, you know, from a financial perspective, there was a study done by Love Food Hate Waste, which found that the average family actually wastes over (gasps) £700 every year throwing away food that they could have eaten it's about 60 pounds a month that's shocking that's are there typical culprits are there not people but food (laughs) uh sorry i don't mean to point the finger or blame at anybody but um as in the types of food that people typically throw that they could otherwise have frozen 
Absolutely. So things, I mean, the really obvious ones, things like bread um, is a massive one, but potatoes as well. So you can't just put a potato in the freezer, but you can free, you can kind of cook it slightly or prep it. Um, So I've got free videos and things um, that show people how to do this, but you can basically prep things so that you don't need to throw them away. Um, Also a lot of leftovers. Yeah. And And it might be that you've got a lot of people who've got good intentions the leftovers go in the fridge but they never quite make it out again um and that's one of the places where it's like i you know i know that feeling the tub gets pushed to the back mm-hmm. whereas actually if you freeze those leftovers then you'll find a month later you'll have you know you'll be on one of those days where you're like oh god it's really busy and you know maybe you're the half out or the kids have got clubs or whatever and you go oh my gosh I've got those leftovers amazing and instead of feeling forced to eat the same thing two days in a row you're thinking amazing I've saved money I've not had to cook I'm yeah okay I could get into this Mm. I'm winning I'm winning I mean that's that's really interesting and uh, like a little bit of prep on some of those items Uh, I think if people knew that you know Mm. I I know I've been guilty of having you know I get a a box delivered to my home of vegetables it's the ones that aren't going to be used otherwise and I love that but you never are in control of the quantity that you get and you know I'm married to an Irishman but there's still a limit to how many potatoes we could eat so (laughs) it is quite interesting that you say about that because that's something like I just didn't know um I mean the, the way in which you communicate obviously the way that I found you is via Instagram you know the, it's a very obviously very popular way to communicate but it's obviously a way that's connecting really well with your audience and certainly um some of the things that you've put up there are I mean they're really surprising to me that you can do can you tell me some, what some of the most popular videos that you've shared have been on because I think it would give people a, a flavor of what to expect from you Absolutely. Um, no, I've actually, I'm, I'm amazed to say, because I wasn't on social media before I started this, like I, I had a personal account, but I didn't have an Instagram account. And I was uh, just, it doesn't, it doesn't come naturally to me. Um, I've, I've done a lot of learning from, uh, from more expert people. Um, but I, yeah, I've had about eight of them go um, viral now. And it tends to be, I mean, the viral tends to be around things like not defrosting at room temperature, um, which always a lot of people like, hang on a minute, what? I've always defrosted at room temperature. Why shouldn't I do that? Um, I actually had one reel that uh, it's been viewed 6.5 million times. Wow. That's incredible. Um, But yeah, but on the, on the food front, definitely, you know, the potatoes, um is is a pretty popular one i shared one the other day which was carrots and the fact that you could if you want a really simple solution if you've got a bag of carrots and they're not going to make it is to grate them and then freeze them on a tray on a lined tray and then you can kind of break it up keep it in a freezer bag and then you can add that into things like pasta sauce and bolognese and chili just to bulk you know bulk it out with a bit of goodness rather than going yeah add a bit of beta carotene a bit of fiber we're loving that and flavor is sweet isn't it and most again you know doing what I do in the world of nutrition a lot of people talk to me about fussy eating children but how easy is it to add a bit of grated carrot and never be noticed absolutely absolutely I think one of my one of my favorites as well actually I shared um a real again it this one went viral and um it totally threw me because I only made it because my mother-in-law handed me a tub of double cream as I left her house after a family get together. And she's like, Kate, can you do something with this, please? I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get through it. 
and I brought it home and I made a reel showing how you could make it into butter and then you could freeze the butter. And that, (laughs) the number of people who've just messaged me going, my mind is blown. And it's like, well, I can't take credit for the whole thing of making double cream into butter. Like a lot (laughs) of people. Yeah, that's not, that's not me. Um, But the fact that, you know, I'd I'd already got double cream in the freezer Mm. and I didn't want more double cream in the freezer. So it's like, okay, well, what could I make instead? Ah, yes, of course I can make it into butter. Um, And that, yeah, that got quite a good reception. No, it doesn't (laughs) surprise me. I mean, the way you communicate is fantastic and the method that you're using is is also fab. But I was going to ask, are you just on Instagram or are you on other um, social media channels as well? So I'm I'm on Facebook as well. So I've got a free group on Facebook, um, which I think there's about six, six and a half thousand people in there now. Um, and it's just, you know, a free community. People can ask questions and I share content throughout the week, um, which is actually similar. Some of it's similar to my Instagram content. So I don't know if you know, I actually have a second account Ooh, on Instagram. Go on, well. what's your other account? Uh, so I have an account called Can I Freeze It? Oh, brilliant. And, um, yeah, we, it, it is linked through from my main account, but every Friday I share a video that's, you know, less than 60 seconds because it's a reel. Um, and it just shows you, here's a food you can freeze, here's how to freeze it, and then here's some ideas of what you can do with it after. Um, and it's, you know, they're, they're very, very simplistic, but they just hopefully will help to inspire people. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm on there, I'm on Facebook, um, and I, I email people out on, on newsletters and everything. But I, I shy away a bit from the sort of, you know, Twitter, like I'm on Twitter, but I'm yeah. not. You've got, to, you know? you've got to pick where you're going to focus, haven't you? I suppose yes. that's the thing. And it is brilliantly visual, the the um, videos that you share. And I think people really connect with you as a person. Um, I th- the, the thing I was going to ask is, do you think, I mean, freezing as a way of preservation has been around for a long time. But do you think as a nation, we are good at it are there some people that are better at it than others I mean you must have noticed patterns in the people that are interested in what you do (laughs) definitely um it's actually it's really fascinating because I I mean I I do liken it to sort of the meal planning thing of if people have grown up in a house where the freezer was used then obviously they are more comfortable with it they're they're more akin to it but even those people when they start to dig in some into some of the things that I'm freezing, they're like, hang on a minute, what? Really? Um, and so I find those those people are actually the easiest to convert to what I do because they're already confident with the freezer. So they instantly go, oh, yes, okay, you've triggered this in me now. Now I'm looking for things to freeze because I feel happy and confident. Um, On the flip side of it, I find a lot of people join my community who are terrified of their freezers. Um, And I completely get it. Like, as I said, you know, before, when I used to batch cook, there were so many food safety rules that I was breaking. Um, And it it explains a lot because I I had dietary issues for a long, long time. Um, And I can't help but wonder, you know, I had to go through a whole FODMAP diet at one point, um, neglect, you know, taking foods out out of my diet. And I do wonder if I was just continuously giving myself food poisoning. Oh, um, so I, I do, um, I understand and I, I'm now food safety and hygiene trained. So I've got level three training and I make sure that anything that I share with people that I'm giving them the confidence and the knowledge to know, you know, how do I defrost safely? How do I cook things through safely? What can I cook from frozen? Do I have to defrost everything? 
Um, you know, and that's that's where I find that if somebody's never used their freezer, they need a bit more support and, and encouragement. And, you know, it, it takes a bit longer. But as they start to kind of get into it, it, it does get really addictive. I love, it, it I love gets- the lengths you went to in your research. I'll make myself sick to get this right. <laughs> But you mentioned that your mum sort of triggered all of this by turning up at your house and cooking and and putting things in a, um, a small freezer that you had then to help you whilst you were recovering. Um, was it from an operation you said that you needed a bit of support then? So originally it was actually I had so I had blood clots in my shoulder. Oh wow! And yeah, that was the first blood clot I had, um, and then I had a couple more over the years, and then I had to have surgery to have my top ribs removed. So that yeah, that whole process um, I think was what really embedded the whole thing of the freezer for me because if I knew I had a freezer full of home cooked food, I wasn't stressing or panicked you know I because I did live for about five years I lived with an uncertainty of is it going to happen again um and you know my my life was really turned upside down for quite you know quite a long time and it felt um I think just that level of uncertainty particularly when I hadn't been diagnosed Mm. and you know I was just told the first time it was unlucky and then it happened a second time and you kind of go hmm this doesn't feel like I'm just unlucky. This feels like there might be something deeper. Um, so yeah, having those meals there and having the freezer, it, it was like a security blanket. And it was, yeah. especially if my mum had cooked with me because I didn't live near her. I mean, she was, when I had the first clot, I was living in London. She lives up North, so we're, you know, nearly 200 miles from each other. And eating a meal that you've cooked with your mum or your mum's cooked for you is like, you know, it's like getting a hug. Yeah. It's just... It's those childhood memories, that sort of comfort, isn't it, that comes with it. Yeah, I love I actually think that's a really important point here about anybody that does live with a health condition or that level of uncertainty when you're not sure whether something's going to change or happen. Actually having meals in the freezer, especially if you are the person that prepares the majority of the meals, which certainly I am in our household. It's really important to have that as a, a like an extra pair of hands almost, isn't it? That to know that if you can't physically be there, that there's something else for you. I was going to ask you, your mum started with the, that small freezer how big is your freezer today (laughs) so I I am very lucky um because we had so I actually bought a freestanding tall freezer when we had our first child um and because I wanted I wanted all the food all the batch cooked meals and back then I was freezing them in tinfoil trays so they took up loads of space um I hadn't quite you know mastered the art of of getting things organized um so I I had this tall freezer and then we moved house and there was an integrated freezer as well so I've got two tall freezers but I'm actually working on running down the freestanding one and shifting just to have the integrated one because I've kept it for the last few years because I was freezing so much food so that I could demonstrate to people that they could freeze things um and I I I may still keep it so that I can store the kind of can I freeze it foods that I'm doing but I am working on reducing it down because it if I'm totally honest it's it's an eyesore in our kitchen um it's very out of place um so it would be nice to go but I yeah I find that um it's it's more of an overflow 
kind of freezer so I, I could definitely survive without it yeah I mean given what you do for a living it's a bit like some of the appliances that I have on our kitchen surface I totally understand that um brilliant right well let's just take a brief a brief pause here but I mean I'd love to talk to you a little bit about your kind of how, how you've built your social media following and also some of the success stories you've had because you've really interacted with members of the public and had uh, some fantastic testimonials to share so we'll be sharing those just after this across the Thames Valley one more time Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. Welcome back to Let's Do Lunch with me, Jenny Tishy. I'm a nutritionist and a cookery book author. And today I'm joined by Kate Hall, who is the founder of The Full Freezer and author of the ebook The Full Freezer. And Kate is all about, she's an absolute expert in what you can or what you can't freeze, but she's all about saving food, saving time and saving money. And we've been learning some of the top tips and tricks that she has to share and some of the most popular things that she shared via her social media um, just prior to the break. But um, Kate, you've built quite a social media following now, haven't you? I mean, it's understandably so. It's an incredibly popular subject. But like I say, you communicate in a lovely, um, very accessible fashion. You're very real um excuse the pun real Forty thousand <laughs> followers around the world at the moment is that where you're at right now roughly yeah across instagram and facebook yeah wow yeah. incredible um and you've received some fantastic testimonials you've had some amazing success stories we love a success story on this show can you share some of those with our audience Sure. Um, so, I mean, the I think the the greatest kind of endorsements that I have had are really from the people that have done my course, um, because they've obviously had kind of more intense um, experience, shall we say. So I got, I actually, it was lovely, I got a message, because um, in the, the group that I'm currently running, um, they actually have a WhatsApp group. So we mainly just message in the group, but I got a message, um, which I won't read all of, because it's quite long. <laughs> Um, but one of the ladies messaged me, um, to say, I just want to say a huge thank you. I'm now officially converted to a full freezer geek after some initial hard work, which I know is going to benefit me so much in the long run. I think I have most things in the freezer that I could ever need now. As you know, I live on my own and this week I've had a different meal every night instead of eating the same thing two nights in a row. Tea time has felt painless with all ingredients prepared and I feel amazing about how much I'm going to reduce my food waste. An added bonus is not having to think and plan meal times as much as I have everything in the house. So I just get meat out the night before along with fruit for my porridge it's also great that as an indirect result i'm going to save some money too um so literally she sent that to me at 11 o'clock at night and she's like i'm so sorry to you know send this to you at night but i have to send this now otherwise i'm gonna forget and i really want to share it with you and i think that's the thing that's surprised well not surprised me because I, I know that it's helpful because the whole process has been helpful to me. Um, but I think the thing that that did kind of take me by surprise a bit was the different range of people that have got involved. So that have done the course or that have followed me on social media um, that reach out to me to say, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, this is making such difference to me because it goes from initially I'd I'd been sort of trying to communicate with 
other parents, other people who were in the same scenario that I was in um, with young kids and feeling stressed out and wanting to feed the kids well and, you know, set a good example and expose the kids to loads of fruit and veg and things like that. Um, But as I started to share more in, you know, Instagram and on Facebook, I've got a lot of people who are living on their own, who are like this lady who feel like, you know, I just, I'm sick of eating the same thing over and over again. And I'm so frustrated with the fact that if I want to um, save money on fruit and vegetables, I can't do it because I can't bulk buy things. Um, I have to buy things individually, otherwise they go to waste. So, you know, it's lovely with that. But then also the thing that surprised me more than anything is older generation ladies mostly coming in and you know I mean my my mum is actually one of them that she initially she was a bit like I don't really understand what you're doing like why don't you just batch <laughs> talk then the ready. Um, and she's you know it's, I find it hilarious with parents because it's like my mum is my greatest advocate and my greatest critic yeah. um, so she will, she will always tell me if she thinks something is ridiculous and it's just not going to work um, so it took a, it took a while for her to to embrace what you know what I was doing um and then as it as it caught on she's like oh my gosh like so I don't have to I don't have to cook the thing now if something's going off I can just put it in the freezer and then cook the thing or something else oh okay this is interesting um and you know she she sort of obviously made it um well, I didn't know initially if she was interested because it was really useful to her or because she's my mum and yes. she's indulgent. And you're her daughter, yeah. <laughs> and then actually when I, you know, last time that I ran um, the course of Freezer Geek Academy, the ladies, I got quite a few messages from people saying, oh, I just wanted to check if this would actually be suitable for me because you talk a lot about, you know, family and young kids. Um, but actually I'm in my 60s and I've been cooking for years and I use the freezer. Um, but this sounds really interesting. Is, you know, is this purely for families with young kids? And it's like, no, absolutely not. You know, this is helpful on so many different levels. And you know, one of those particular ladies, actually, her husband um, really suffered during the pandemic. He was in and out of hospital and she had a lot of uncertainty around, you know, well, am I cooking for him and me? When, when you know, she finally got him home, she's like his appetite is really, really difficult to um, to sort of measure. So I'm trying to cook meals, but I don't want to overface him. But I'm hungry. Um, and she said, you know, particularly those times when he was in hospital, she was like, if it had just been me, I would have had in the past, I would have had a bowl of cereal. Like if I'd have just, you know, I wouldn't have been bothered to go to the shop to buy food for myself. Um, and I certainly wouldn't have had the motivation after a day of in and out of the hospital and, and you know, the visits and all of that. But, you know, the, the idea of cooking just wasn't just wasn't on her radar. Yeah. But she said because the ingredients were there in the freezer and they were ready to cook, She's like, I could just do myself something quick. I could just do a quick stir fry or a quick omelette or a pizza or whatever. And I didn't have any waste because everything came out of the freezer. So I just used as much as I wanted to use. And I didn't have any stress that came with it. Like I literally could just go, well, what do I, what do I feel like eating? Actually, I do need to eat something. I need to keep my own strength up. And I think that for me, it was like, obviously, you know, I've got my own tie with the freezer and, and health and knowing how valuable it can be if you're poorly. Um, but I think seeing somebody else benefit it, benefit from it at a time like that 
like I, I'm getting quite choked up now because yeah. it just yeah. it, I know that it can help that much I know that it can make that sort of difference and when somebody else benefits in that way it's just yeah. so wonderful it makes a huge difference doesn't it and I think you know talking about different audiences it's very easy to a sort of not not because of any issue it's just sometimes we, we do all assume everyone's a bit like us you know our, our our sort of peer group give us an unrealistic expectation of what we're trying to do or who we're trying to serve but to your point you know actually one of the audiences that I uh, had open to me I was approached by um, a, an organization uh, related to dyspraxia uh, where chopping can be an issue and actually using things that are pre-chopped and frozen is a fantastic you know it means that certain things like you know garlic and ginger um uh, you know can be kept in the freezer and then and then used so you know to your point the freezer is an enabler in a way that i can't think of many other kitchen tools that i mean maybe like a you know food processor that can chop things on your behalf but an enabler for all sorts of audiences able-bodied less able etc because it opens up the possibility of having real food almost instantly available because you can cook many things straight from frozen can't you oh absolutely and you know i think it's it's fascinating isn't it because i think you know there's that there is a point of life where things start to fail on you so even if you've not had a health condition throughout your life you know you might have been somebody who was passionately involved in cooking and you loved cooking for your family and you loved nurturing them and then you get arthritis in your wrists mm. and you really struggle with the chopping and when you point out to someone um, who hasn't been using their freezer and isn't never looks in the freezer aisles or, or, or anything like that that you know the range of products that you can now buy that are ready prepped for you it's like oh my gosh, this thing that I thought I'd lost, mm. actually I can keep doing. And I think, it, you know, it's it's so hard when life, life changes and it's so hard when something hits you that you weren't expecting, you know, and even with, uh, as, as we get older, it's like, I think, you know, we're never prepared for that. We're never ready to get to a point where our bodies start to fail us. Um, so sort of, I think finding things that allow us to continue to do those things that we love you know, it's not even just about the, the physical nurturing. It's about the mental and the emotional nurturing of, of being able to do things that, that we've always enjoyed doing. And, yeah. and that to me is just, it's like what I do. It's not just about freezing stuff for the sake of freezing stuff. It's about life. It's mm. about and enjoying. It's, it's also, you talk about being empowering, but it empowers you to eat better as well doesn't it? I know one of the things that you aim to do is to help people to cut down on convenience food and to embrace home cooking because there's real joy in home cooking not for everyone I agree but I think for many it is a happy place you know and it can be a place where they explore their creativity but I mean is this something you found that you benefited from um, yourself and then therefore wanted to share with others you benefited from being able to cook with the ingredients from scratch as opposed to you know dare I say it but go for what people might think of otherwise is the easier option but it's not is it necessarily yeah absolutely and I actually one of the things that I, I don't talk about at all really on my my social media which I probably should is the fact that I am actually gluten-free um so I kind of started cooking from scratch um out of necessity initially because so many things back it was 2010 I think when I um sort of identified that gluten was a problem for me 
Um, and my dad's also got celiac disease. So, you know, there, there's a family chain there. Um, so I, I started cooking more from scratch um, because I had to. But... I still struggled with the things that people struggle with. So if I could get something convenient like that, that during that maternity leave, you know, I was buying all the ingredients to cook from scratch, but then I was going, okay, well, what can I get at the supermarket? That's like, you know, the sling in the oven meats or the sling in the oven veg or whatever. And often I'd look at things like the trays of Mediterranean vegetables and you go, I could do this for so much less, but then I'd have more than I need. Mm. So is it more efficient for me to buy the tray to be able to just sling it in the oven and then there's no waste? Um, And obviously nowadays it's like, well, I don't need to do that because I've got it all in the freezer and I'll just cook it straight from frozen. So I don't need to spend, you know, two, three pounds on on some vegetables that would have cost a lot less to do it myself. Um, But I think, you know, to me, it's it's absolutely enabled us to get more vegetables and more fruit into our diets and they are definitely things that i i mean i was a horribly fussy eater growing up until i was about 20 um i i pretty much survived on jacket potatoes with salt no butter <laughs> no beans literally like my mum despaired of me i'd i'd get home and she'd usually get home about 15 20 minutes after me and i would have already put a jacket potato in so, and i was like no no i'm having jacket potato for dinner it's fine you don't need to cook me anything. so you know i i feel like i need to make up for my my terrible use with very little nutrition um, so having that stash of vegetables, I love the fact that if I want to cook a stir fry or a curry or, you know, even sort of a, a, a bit of a mashup kind of bolognese, um, where it's not traditional by any, any stretch of the imagination, um, I can just bung in as much veg as I want. And because it's all been frozen without being cooked, if I cook too much, the leftovers can then be frozen. So if I get a bit carried away with putting stuff in, it's like, oh, well, that's okay, because that's another meal for another day. So Yeah, which is also, I mean, you mentioned that the beginning, almost like feeling guilty um, after you had your second child, because you weren't, you know, you weren't kind of winning. You weren't, you weren't yeah. on top of things per se. Um, but this is actually you in control, isn't it? now and and being able to uh, have a real influence on how healthy your children's diets are how healthy your family's diets are it must be quite inspiring you've got all well, the three and a six-year-old yes and yes, do they look at right. what um, you do and, and uh, you know do they comment on it are they aware I don't know are they yeah they've actually I've actually been into my daughter's school to do a session um so she assisted me with demonstrating how you could chop things up and put them on the trays and um yeah she's she's an absolute star every so often she'll you know she'll like slip a note under my door if I'm working and it's like mummy remember to tell them they can freeze it (laughs) oh god you're too gorgeous um the little one is he's slightly less aware um as I say he's only three um but I find the freezer is very very helpful with him because he's very fussy um and there's uh there's nutritionists that I've I've connected with over Instagram previously and one particular lady Julia Wallman um she uh helped me to identify the fact that actually when I was trying to expose him to vegetables I was doing what I think a lot of parents do which is cooking what I thought was a a good amount was a reasonable amount and she pointed out you know to expose him to it you only need to cook one piece of broccoli you only need to cook a couple of peas you don't need to give him a big pot of peas if you know he won't eat them Mm. and now because I've got the stash in the freezer 
it's like, well, actually I can, you know, like I'm usually not just cooking for him on his own, but it's like I can cook a handful of florets of broccoli and my daughter will most likely eat it. He will not eat it. Um, you know, he, he's he will... still being exposed to it, isn't he? That's the important thing. That's it. And and especially as well for us, you know, things that he will eat um, are things like berries. Of course, berries are really expensive. Um, and I feel like if it weren't for the freezer, I would have given up buying berries a long time ago because the cost is so high. And often when we get them, you know, especially if I do an online shop, I'll get them and like half of them are already start, starting to go squishy. And I don't really, to be honest, like I'll eat them if um, I'm at a, you know, a, at a friend's house or if they're out, I'll, I'll pick at them if uh, to be polite or, you know, if they're a pudding somewhere. Um, but I don't I don't tend to eat them. I tend to have like an apple or a banana. Um, and I think it's a little bit again, it's that parental kind of mentality that it's like, oh, I wouldn't spend that much on me, but I'll do it for the kids. Um, but now that I get the berries and I'll give, you know, I'll, I'll give as much as I can to the kids whilst they're still um, in good condition. But if I don't think the whole punnet's going to make it, um, or especially if I buy a big punnet to get, you know, value for my money, the rest will go in the freezer. Yes. And then used for smoothies, you can make ice creams, you can make sorbets, you can um, bake with them. You can literally, like my daughter sits and eats frozen fruit salad. Yes, I'm the same. I love frozen, I love frozen grapes and other berries, but it's also pick your own season, isn't it? So, you know, it's a great time to go out and, you know, pick. And I, you do see people picking like, huge amounts of cherries and gooseberries and strawberries and raspberries and whatever. And, and then then, you know, then there's no way they're going to be eaten in one sitting. Those are going in the freezer or into jam, but I'd imagine a lot yeah. into the freezer. Now, one thing I'm intrigued by, you talk about the difference between batch cooking and the full freezer method. I'd love to understand how the two approaches differ and how the full freezer method gives us that variety, perhaps that we really are looking for. Um, yeah, I think sometimes the idea of batch cooking can be a little bit kind of, well, just overwhelming to your point and there is a bit boring. So what's the difference between the two? So it's very much, um, to me, the, the, like you say, the flexibility. So the full freezer method is all about freezing individual ingredients, um, rather than cooking a meal and freezing a meal. And it's very important sort of in my process of it, that those ingredients are frozen individually. So I, you know, I have this sort of filing cabinet approach. I use, I use freezer bags. I use the Ikea ones because they have a strip across the top that you can write on and then you can wash it and you can actually, you write on them with a Sharpie. Mm -hmm. Um, if you soak them, you can wash it and you can reuse the bags, um, which is really important to me because the whole freezer bag dilemma was something that really, it's like I don't want to encourage people to use single use plastics but you know if I fill my freezer using the method that I'm using with reusable silicon bags um I'm gonna have to remortgage my house <laughs> for one thing afford to fill the freezer um in that kind of method that storage method um but also when they fail it's harder to recycle them um so you know it, to me it's a compromise but yeah, I, I have this approach of freezing the individual ingredients and it's not just freezing them for the sake of freezing them. So if somebody's sort of, you know, sat at home thinking, oh, blooming heck, I can't be bothered with that. That sounds ridiculous. Like, why would I just freeze everything when I'm going to cook with it anyway? Um, the point of it is imagine you're cooking a meal and you're cooking as normal as you would with fresh produce and you've got 
half a pepper, you've got half a courgette, you've got some, you know, a bulb of garlic and you've only used two cloves, um, you've got some ginger, whatever it might be, those leftover bits, instead of them going into the fridge, they go to the freezer and they get prepped before they go in. So, for example, peppers, I would give a good wash, dry them off, chop them up. And then they go in the freezer on a tray so that they freeze individually. So they freeze faster. So the quality is preserved better, but also they don't stick together in a big clump and you're not there trying to chip away at them to just try and use a little bit. Yes, that's Um, important, that bit, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And um, yeah, you know, so I, I teach people how to freeze the food so that they can actually use them and usually use them straight from frozen. Or if it's something like meat, I'll teach them how to freeze it in a way that allows them to defrost them really quickly because you know we all get that time where it's like oh gosh it's five o'clock i forgot to get the meat out to defrost what on earth am i going to cook for dinner um and knowing how to defrost things quickly or what to cook from frozen i i've found really useful um so it's yeah it's very much about having those ingredients and if you want to buy you know like i always have frozen onions in um sometimes i'll buy the ready frozen ones from the supermarket sometimes i'll chop my own because i want them you know if i can only get diced from the supermarket i would rather have them sliced um so i'll do it myself but i'll you know use the food processor and and things like that to to speed things up yeah love it Decent, decent shortcuts. Yeah. Things that actually, you know, they're not really cheating. Yeah. They're just shortcuts. I love it. (laughs) Um, I'd love to talk to you a little bit uh, about your, your filing cabinet system and like how you find things in the freezer, but let's do that. Let's just take a brief pause and then we'll come back and talk about how you manage your freezer. Windsor, Windsor, Ascot, Ascot, Maidenhead, Maidenhead, Bracknell, Bracknell, Wokingham, Wokingham, Henley, Henley, Reading. Reading. Okay. Ta-da. The voice River Radio of the Thames Valley. Welcome back to Let's Do Lunch with me, Jenny Tishy. I'm joined today by Kate Hall, who is the founder of The Full Freezer, does what it says on the tin. She's all about the freezer, how we use it, how we save money, how we save energy. And I think the most important thing is that we have here an expert with us who's been teaching us this morning some of her top tips and tricks. But one of the issues that I personally have is them finding things in the freezer. So you talk about your filing cabinet system almost for your freezing. How do you find things? How do you store things such that you can find them again later? <laughs> that is a fantastic question. Um, so I have gone down a route. I've, I've tried all the things in the past that people do of, oh, I'm going to keep lists and I'm going to have things stuck to the front of my fridge and my freezer. Um, and I'm really bad at updating things. I've tried doing apps, I've all those things. And what I've found works most effectively for me is categorizing things. So the drawers are labeled and things live in those drawers and every so often there might be a tiny bit of overflow um but i find it hysterical because people will see my freezer and they go oh my gosh i could never be that organized but the whole reason that i do what i do and and why i've organized the freezer and i've gone to the effort of of actually getting labels for the drawers is because i'm not organized it's because i can't (laughs) i can't keep on top of things um so i i make sure that no, generally speaking, everybody, everything lives in the right drawer and it's helpful with the labels because then my husband knows as well. One, that's where it is. But two, that's where it goes back, um, which you know we used to have a lot of a lot of frustration about in the past. Um, and 
yeah, essentially keeping those things organized by category. So for example, I've got, you know, I've got meat drawer, I've got fish drawer, um, vegetables, fruits, cupboard items as well. So things like if I've opened a jar of pesto or I've got a tube of tomato puree, um, I'll, I'll decant those into ice cube trays and then freeze the ice cubes and then store the ice cubes in freezer bags. Um, and things like leftover tins of things as well. So if you've got half a tin of black beans, for example, and I've drained it and I freeze, I just freeze the extra half a tin. Um, and then I can just use again, open freeze it and then just use what I want. Um, and, and in terms of kind of keeping track of what is in there, because I am using it so regularly, I'm constantly seeing the things. And I also have, <laughs> have kind of um, built into my business model. I do every um, six months, I do a uh, freezer spring clean down challenge or a freezer Christmas clear down challenge. Um, and that enables me <laughs> to go, okay, right, I'm just going to double check that I've not missed anything. There's not anything lurking in there um, that I've, you know, I've kind of gone, oh, I know I need to use that. But I find that my problem comes when I freeze things that aren't really my favorite fr- foods in order to demonstrate that you can freeze it. So it's only when I do the, can I freeze it videos that I'm like, Oh, I've got cabbage in the freezer. I really need to use. And I'm just not, it's just not my veg of choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat it, but I wouldn't usually choose to eat it. So I do have to force myself a bit to kind of keep on top of those ones. No, I can um, understand. That's so helpful though. I have to say, I feel a bit like, I feel a bit smug that I have at least got the kind of protein drawer, the carb drawer, the fruit drawer, etc. But there are a couple of miscellaneous shells and, and they are not so organised. And I think that's where things have gone a bit kaput. Um, so a, a question for you. So what did you do? I, I mean, I'm fascinated, obviously, you've become a, an absolute freezer expert in being the full the full freezer. Um, and can I freeze it? Which, of course, we, we've talked about as well. People should check that one out too. But what did you do prior to becoming the founder? Is there anything from your previous role or previous life that you're using in today's manifestation of Kate Hall? Not so much. Um, I mean, I suppose the the social media side of things in a sense, um, but I didn't do that much in social media. I was in um, subscriptions marketing. So I worked for a magazine publisher uh, doing niche hobby magazines. Um, So it was things like patchwork quilting and woodworking and model boats and model aircrafts. And I basically just headed up the team, um, encouraging people to subscribe and, you know, get involved in the community and, and all of that. Um, so it's not, yeah, it wasn't so much on the freezer side of things, but I think certainly, um, I think my past skills in terms of you know, understanding the things like how to send emails out and, how, you know, those nuts and bolts things that kind of hide behind businesses um, that are really important for connecting with people. I, I did have that knowledge there, which has been very valuable to me, yeah. I would say. That's good. And when did you establish the full freezer? Um, so I started um, kind of the process of, of developing the, the concept and the method was all in my own home. Um, that was in 2019. And then it was in the pandemic that I wrote the ebook basically because I was put on furlough from my, my day. And I thought, you know what, I think what I've, I've developed here would be really useful, um, especially at a time when people don't know, you know, they don't know if they can get to the shops, they don't want to go to the shops. Um, so I put the ebook together so that I could share that. And I actually gave that away for the first month um, to sort of try and try and help people um, get to grips with their freezers. 
And then I was made redundant from the day job and I had the decision of, well, do I want to go and look for another role of that nature? Like I enjoyed the job, um, but I kind of felt that my my time had come doing what I was doing. I'd been there for, for nine years um, and, you know, achieved what I'd wanted to achieve. And yeah, I, I just sort of said to my husband, you know, what, what do you think? You know, I've, I've got a little bit of redundancy to kind of, you know, a little bit of pay to keep us. Mm. Um, I'd really like to go for this. I'd really like to, to share this because I feel like it would be helpful to people and I feel like it would be valuable. Um, and lucky for me, he was supportive of that. And yeah, the rest's history, really. And it paid off. So actually the pandemic in some ways, I mean, I, you know, I've introduced a lot of businesses, uh, food businesses on this show. And for some people, it was the making of their business um, because people trust people. And that's who we connected with in that, in that time, more so than ever before, I think. Um, so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about your media appearances. There's been quite a few. Uh, you've been on Steph's Pack Lunch and you also feature a lot in other media forms as well. Can you outline some of the highlights for you I, I mean I have seen recently you've been with one of our very local chefs Mr Tom Carriage uh doing was it a cook-along was that, do, do tell us a little bit more about some of these things they sound so exciting it's I've yeah I've been very fortunate um I yeah I got in touch um with a there's a Facebook group called On A Budget and they were hosting this Facebook cook-along with Tom Carriage as part of his full-time meals campaign uh and they were yeah they were looking for someone initially it was kind of to sous chef with him which I was a little bit terrified about because I'm not I'm not a trained cook by any means you know I just enjoy cooking um and then luckily for me, it was more, you know, we just need you to ask questions and, and get involved. Um, so, yeah, that was that was delightful. That was uh, about, a, about a month or month or two ago now. Wow. Um, and he was just lovely. Absolutely lovely. Um, and then I've um, I, I got a mention on the Drew Barrymore show. I wasn't on it, but um, a press story that I had in the UK was picked up by the Drew Barrymore show, which was pretty cool. Whoa. That's impressive, isn't it? (laughs) That was very surreal. Um, And yeah, BBC Food. um, I've actually, hopefully, will be, I've been speaking to someone recently and hopefully will be on BBC again on their website. Um, And yeah, sort of the, you know, the Telegraph, the Sun uh, picked up my story about prepping for Christmas dinner. Um, That that was sort of the main thing that's, that's been the most interest kind of peaked from hang on a minute what why is she prepping her christmas dinner so early this is ridiculous and then from that flowed the fact that it's like well i'm you know i i prepped a christmas dinner um late september early october last year uh didn't cook it but it was prepped and frozen uh purely to demonstrate to people so that i had enough time to show people this is something you can do if you want to do if you want to prep it in advance to give them time to get their heads around it. And um, yeah, like the Telegraph um, literally just took kind of sections of, I've got a a free download which takes people through how to do it. And they took sections of that and shared that um, so that people, to do it themselves so yeah brilliant it is so inspiring what you do I mean you've obviously found something that you're passionate about that's really resonating with others and that's just driving you I mean you I've I've always been a fan of freezing things that's for sure and I think I mentioned to you like my mother-in-law could freeze I thought pretty much anything but I've had my eyes open since following you and I'm sure other people will be inspired by what they've heard as well today. Um, If they are, where can they find out more about what you do and like keep in touch with you? 
So the best places probably are really Instagram and Facebook. Um, and if you go to either of those, um, you can click through the sort of link section. Um, and I've got loads of freebies. And if you if you download one of those kind of free resources, then you can pop into my email list as well. Um, and I, I email every Sunday with a kind of update of the week and sharing tips and advice and, um, yeah, just keeping people up to date with what's going on. That's brilliant. And what are your social media handles? Uh, it's all at the full freezer. So at the full freezer. And then if you want to check out the Can I Freeze It one, it's Can I Freeze It, but you can click through straight from the full freezer. And if you're not on Instagram, they are all on YouTube as well. They're just replicated across. So oh, fab. Well, that's a good idea. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we move on to the quick fire questions? No, I think it's, uh, yeah, fabulous. Covered a lot of ground as far as freezing is concerned. So here we go. What would be your last meal on earth? We call it your death row meal. I think it would have to be a Christmas dinner. It would have to be a a roast dinner with all the trimmings, like all the best bits of Brussels sprouts and bacon and, oh, yeah, just like carb carb fest. Yeah, sounds lovely. And would it be turkey or would it be something else? Oh, I think I'd probably go more chicken. Okay. I'm not a big fan. So, yeah, yeah. I can get that. And then who would you say has been your greatest inspiration? Um, I think aside from, aside from, you know, my parents um, for, for supporting me and, and my dad has his own business and, and mum with the freezer, I'd actually say there's a, there's a lady called Jen Gale um, who runs a site called Sustainable-ish. Um, and, you know, we've not talked that much today about the environmental side of, of reducing food waste. But Jen, I think, is a really inspirational person in the area of environmentalism. And she basically shares an idea of being sustainable-ish. So what can we do rather than punishing ourselves for the things that we do badly? How can we do things better? And seeing how she's grown uh, her audience and and community and and inspired people to make changes to improve the environment has kind of shown to me that it's like, okay, well, you know, Jen's done this amazing job. I would love in, you know, five years time to, to be making as a, big an impact as she is which is um yeah it's just epic um, and what was a uh, brand was it a sustainable ish sustainable ish cool. we like that um and if you were to oh no hold on who's your favorite chef i meant to ask that question first <laughs> i would say um probably jamie oliver uh-huh. i like I like his food. I like the fact it's good, hearty food. Um, but I do also love that, you know, when he's passionate about causes, he's not afraid to stand up and say something needs to be done about this. And I think, you know, the health of our children and the future of our children is, is so important. Um, so I, you know, I, I, yeah, I think he's, um, he's done some amazing things. I agree. I agree. And if you were to hold a fantasy dinner party and you invited four, or three, let's go three guests. So who would you invite and why? Oh, I've really, really struggled over this because um, I've kind of gone back and forth with the thing of, oh, do you go for the like really famous person um, who you think would be really funny or, or whatever? Um, or do you go for somebody who's kind of more close to home that it's like, I'd just really like to have dinner with that person. Um, and I've, I've gone kind of middle middle of the road, I think. Mm-hmm. Um 
that uh, one particular person who's in, who's actually in my um, we follow each other on Instagram and we connected uh, about two years ago now. Um, but she's she's reached a, a nice little level of fame at the moment. That Dominique Wolf um, of the Wolf's Kitchen she makes her own sauces and nuts and her food is amazing. And she actually recently won um, Jamie Oliver's cookbook challenge. Oh wow! Uh, I remember like when I saw the trailer for it, it was like Dominique flashed. I was like, I know you. <laughs> what oh, are you doing God. there? <laughs> um, and, and I, you know, it's like we know each other via Instagram, but we don't know each other on a personal level. Um, and I just think it would be fascinating to hear more about her journey and her experiences. Um, and then again, somebody who's kind of in my in my world on Instagram, but has achieved so many amazing things. And I, I would love to pick his brains um, is a gent called Chris Bavin, who is a BBC One presenter. Um, he presents Eat Well for Less. And yeah, I think, you know, the fact he went from being a greengrocer to presenting and he's he's a real champion for reducing food waste and you know sort of pushing that conversation of eating well eating local using the freezer um i just think he's yeah he's achieved some really great things um and then on that note as well i think you know um hugh fernley whittingstall is another chef who i think has dug into some really important topics and would just be fascinating to to sort of pick his brains and um yeah hear more about his expertise and everything so yeah i think that would make a a very interesting table and to have them all in one yeah in one place like they'd all be interesting to talk to but to have them together can you imagine i'd love to be a fly on the wall in that one oh it's been wonderful talking to you kate really really wonderful i mean I'm, from my perspective i've had my eyes opened again despite the fact that i've been following you for some time i think for anybody that is looking and aren't we all looking to save money to stop wasting as much food and to save on the energy that we expend not only ourselves but also the money that we spend on energy i think you Using the freezer is, an, is I mean, it's a, a, a brilliant appliance. And I think what Kate does is she highlights just how useful it can be, but also comes up with some really nice surprises, which we like. I like surprises in this sense. I like surprises. Um, so Kate Hall from The Full Freezer, if you want to find out more, go and check her out at The Full Freezer. And Can I Freeze This uh, is the other one that you need to check out too. It's been absolutely wonderful talking to you today. Um, I hope everyone has enjoyed today's show. This is Let's Do Lunch with me, Jenny Tishi. And if you have enjoyed it, please do leave us a review you wherever you listen to your podcast be that spotify google or apple uh, we love a five-star review and it always goes down well it's always well received thank you very much for listening everyone today hope you have a wonderful weekend i'll be back next week take care 